Welcome back to Podcast and Color the Podcast. This is Barry, lover of podcasts. It's been a while. Many, many things have happened since the last episode. I believe I have seven more episodes and maybe something special to wrap up 2018 of Podcast and Color the Podcast left. It has been a fun experiment. I guess I could kind of say I am a podcast producer now. It's helped me learn things I wanted to know, how to transfer a podcast to different hosting services, what the different services offer, what's the best bet for your money. Going to try out Podomatic and Simplecast as hosting services to finish up this podcast, just to kind of know what I want to use for my next podcast. A lot of people use Simplecast, so looks like I probably will be long-term with them. Every other Wednesday, I am posting jobs, internships, and fellowships I think the community following me would be interested in. The next one is coming this upcoming Wednesday, and that will be on August the 30th. So on Twitter, I'll share that, and I'll also do a post about it. I forgot to do that two weeks ago. I apologize. I'm trying to be better about that to put it on my website if I'm trying to make sure anyone can find it. So I will be putting the next list I do on the website. So you can access the jobs, internships, and fellowships I think you might like. um, And so you can see more about what's offered in the podcast industry. I had a meetup last Saturday in Denver. It was small but fun. Lots of podcast industry information shared and really just talking about the podcast you like, which is what I go for. So I'm appreciative of everyone who, who came. Podcast movement happened right after my last episode. T with Q&J did an episode on it, and I'll link it in the episode notes. It was a good time seeing all the people I've met before in podcasting and networking with the people I didn't know yet. For me, conferences are about meeting people who have the power to do things. (laughs) I did put a post up on podcastandcolor.com on the Pods and Color meetup I did with all the pictures from my meetup and other things from Podcast Movement, if you'd like to see what I took away from Podcast Movement. Thank you to Dr. Joy for giving me a Therapy for Black Girls shirt. I appreciated it. I also bought another one. I need to make it to my P.O. box to pick up. Her merch store is now up and running, and I'll link that in the episode notes just in case you want a shirt. I love mine. Thank you to all the financial supporters of Podcasts in Color on Patreon, through PayPal, through Stripe, from buying merch. I appreciate all of it. And I do have the supporters from July up on the website right now. And then it'll be usually after the fourth or the fifth of the month, I have it up for the next month where I'll have August supporters of financial supporters of Podcasts in Color up so that you can see their podcasts on the homepage and go check them out because, you know, there's a lot of podcasts to check out. And I I love highlighting the people that financially support to keep podcasts and color going. I do have podcast consulting back up on my website for the fall and winter. Um, I'm giving time to do that. If you're looking for something, I've kind of made it simpler this time. I don't have any specifications of I'll only talk to you about this. I just have it as, you know, I can talk to you about your social media or if you would just like an all around chat with me to talk about different things and go in depth on different things. I'm open to that for an hour and you can see the podcast consulting link on the website and I'll of course put it in the show notes. The Reed is coming to Denver. Did you hear the news? The Reed is going on tour and they are coming to Denver. They'll be here on December the 2nd. I am excited. I already have my ticket and I'm planning on doing maybe like a boozy brunch or just some kind of meetup before the show to kind of have some fun and get ready to party with the Reed for Sunday night. 
I finished adding um, podcasts to the website and I've sent out emails to all have been added to the directory. If you didn't receive one, feel free to use the contact form on my site to contact me about it and we can talk. And also please don't use the social media DMs. I don't really look there when I go to start working. So it can just get a little bit backwards because then I would have to search through the DMs to try to find a message of what the person said. So like, it doesn't work for me from an organizational standpoint to look through DMs for information people want from the site. So please use either the email with the subject line, you know, stating what you want so it's easy to find or the contact form. Podcast Movement did convince me that I am going to do a podcast in color of the conference. Right now, I'm thinking spring of 2020, maybe some kind of big meetup in 2019 to get people excited. I think fall of next year is tough because of Podcast Movement, Third Coast, Work It, and other different podcast conferences that fall a lot in the fall and winter. And then you have the holidays and other things that, you know, people are preparing. And I kind of want to escape that. So I would rather have the time where people are getting out of school. People have time for summer and summer plans rather than, you know, the things that you have the second half of the year when things always seem busy. So I'm looking forward to Podcast and Color the Conference in 2020. And if you, of course, have anything that you would like to add or work on a conference, feel free to email me. I will be reaching back out to people for the things that they said they wanted to do or build or be a part of the conference about. So feel free to reach out to me and say, you know what? I'm great at planning. I'm great at this. I'm great at that. And I would love to help out and be a part of the Podcast and Color the Conference. I've talked to a few people talking to people who have completed smaller conferences successfully because of nothing else I have learned in podcasting is talking to other people about their successes and failures is key to doing something without fail, without falling into the same pitfalls they did. I mean, just ranting about SoundCloud post times, I learned that most podcast producers didn't understand when they put an episode in to publish in the future, when SoundCloud would publish it, it would show as the day it was uploaded into SoundCloud and some apps and not the day that it was published. Insecure is back and I put up a list of six podcasts covering the show this season on podcastandcolor.com in the news section. In September, I'm going to finally use my newsletter. I have the list to sign up if you'd like to be a part of that on the bottom of podcastandcolor.com. I've had it up for a while, taking it down, putting it back up. A lot of people have signed up for a newsletter and I didn't want to be disappointing, but you know what? I'm going to do it. It's just going to be once a month for right now, just highlighting PLC podcasts and just my thoughts on different things in the podcast industry. Today, I'm interviewing Renee Richardson, my first guest from across the pond. I'm excited to talk to Renee because it's with all hard work she's made a freelancing podcast career that supports her lifestyle. And not many people can say, I don't work only for this company and, you know, I get my check every two weeks or, you know, once a month and I'm, you know, working in the podcast industry and I'm successful. She has a couple of podcasts that she's currently working on through freelancing and, the podcast work she's done now leads to new work because of her, the great work that she's been doing. So I'm excited for this conversation and I hope you enjoyed the things we talked about. So today I have Renee Richardson with me. I have met you through Twitter while yeah. you were working at ACAST. Yep. And then from there, you've done a lot of different things. So yeah. I thought I would let you say it because I don't think I know your whole resume. Okay, so yeah, I started up um, in podcasting at Acast. Um, then I, well, they forced me out. 
left there. Um, then I went to, so I actually had a job at Audible, but Audible, because it's an Amazon company, it, the, um, actual process to start working there's really quite long. Um, because mm-hmm. I had lived in Canada. So they do, I think because it's a finance company, they do really long background checks. So they checked me out here, but I needed all my paperwork for Canada, which I had obviously like not didn't have so that just held up the process so there was a three month period between me leaving ACAST and starting Audible but I needed to work in that time so I actually worked in Columbia Records (laughs) for a little while which actually is great because I met loads of people there um so then went to Audible saw Panoply was starting a London office so got in touch there got that job and now I'm freelance yes so that's basically it and so oh, across those, what podcasts have you worked on that you would claim in public? Um, I would claim, so I did, my very first one that I worked on was when I was at ACAST was the ASOS podcasts. Um, ASOS is a big fashion brand. They're, they're British, but they kind of have an international presence, but they... Um, mm-hmm. I hear about them all the time. Oh yeah, they're People the best. I actually, yeah, I, I shop <laughs> exclusively with ASOS. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so they made a podcast, um, series about, um, women who were entrepreneurs. So women who had turned their hobbies into businesses. And so they, yeah, they made a podcast more about, um, showing that they support young women rather than, Hey, buy our stuff on ASOS. So that was a really good project to be part of. That kind of made me want to go into more, um, producing. So then that's why I I kind of wanted, wanted to leave ACAST anyway, but, uh, Audible, I was more of a production coordinator, so they hadn't really started making podcasts yet while I was there, but they were kind of setting up everything. They were all pilots, so a lot of them aren't even out yet still. Um, so Panoply, I only worked on one show that I would claim, and it was good sport, and it was one of their kids' ones um, on their okay. kid app, Pinna. And then, but again, I was really heavily restricted at, um, at Panoply. So in the time I was there, I'd only worked on one show. Whereas in the last six months, <laughs> I have made, um, I think three, three that have come out, um, which is Lenny, Lenny says about race, my show that's get, a, that, that's when you get a dog. Um, yeah. So that's, and, oh, and on the shelf as well. Yeah. So they're the ones. Oh, okay, and the so receipts four. podcast, <laughs> the receipts on so one time. Yeah, sorry. And do the re- is the receipts the only one that's ongoing? I guess right now. So the one, yeah, I've got, I'm actually doing another one that is out on the sixth. Oh, that's out next Thursday. Um, called Nevertheless podcast. I'm working on season two, and it's a tech podcast. Um, and it's this season's focusing on women in STEM, and how. So I'm kind of pushing. You know, there's a lot of there's a lack of people of color in STEM and things like that, and so it's kind of focusing on yeah women in the tech industries and STEM industries, but that comes out on Thursday. Okay. So Thursday you, said you do freelance work, like how do you find the freelance work that you have been working on? Um, so I've been lucky because nearly everything. So I stopped applying to jobs years ago because <laughs> I found that I didn't really get, you know, like if you see a job advert, um, mm-hmm. if I actually applied and sent my, sent my CV, I'd never got it. So I actually stopped applying for jobs years and years ago. And I just, which sounds crazy, but I just like, just think the right job will come to me and they always do. So the, the things that I've worked on, they've come, they've approached me, which I think is kind of the best way to be anyway, because it means they want you. 
Um, yeah, so the jobs, everything I'm working on now and the last few years, the Perth, they have approached me to work for them. So, yeah. So your resume is speaking for itself. Yeah, and I don't, I'm not even on LinkedIn or anything. And I only put, I only updated my Twitter bio, I think this year or last year, because I used to just say I was a person. <laughs> um, Phoebe, who used to be from the Receipts podcast, she was like, you need to put like what you do on your bio <laughs> but that, like, but, come on now <laughs> so that actually has helped as well <laughs> by actually putting where I used to work and what I work on on my Twitter bio so yeah mm. I just I think I get fans on social media to be honest or people that's um see cool. what I'm making and they're like oh let me get in touch and that's it oh <laughs> I wanted to ask you because of the work at Audible oh yeah um did you read Hot yes, Pod and um, like what they're doing now and like yeah, because I actually um, am kind of kind of developing a project with someone who used to work at the Newark office, um, who recently left because mm-hmm. of um, shuffling around. But I think it's really interesting that they. I'm. It's weird because I because obviously I was in the UK office, and the UK office is still kind of making originals in the sense of like original podcasts for now, anyway. But they always took the lead from uh, the US office. So it's clearly not worked out for them, um, the kind of original content, because they spend Mm. so much money on getting the securing the talent because they think everything is talent led. When we all know, like, you don't need to listen to a podcast with a famous person for it to be successful. But they Mm -hmm. they went the let's have talent way and the way and them doing that whole book thing now. Um, with high profile talent they still don't really get it that it's it's not about talent it's about the content um but it's also they were trying to rewrite the rules of not even the rules because they aren't rules but they were for the first when they started when was I there 2015 or whatever but whenever they first started the original um content department like Eric Newsom was um determined not to call them podcasts and it's like why would you Mm. not call them podcasts people know what that is it's like people still make music and they call them records, but it's not a record you're playing it on. It doesn't yeah. matter, but you know what a record is. We still call TV shows on Netflix TV shows because we know it's a series. We're not necessarily watching it on a TV. So to it's call... It's you associate it with. Yeah, but you know what it is. So if someone's like, it's a podcast, it's a TV show, it's a book, it's a this, you know what kind of you're getting. So he was just determined to not call it that. And I think that was kind of the first... You don't have to rewrite things that don't if it's not broken don't fix it you know um so I think that was kind of they were just trying to change too much and the audio book listenership and like people who listen to podcasts and the whole rates of their like what they call a successful subscriber is just very different to how it works in the grander audio scale scheme so it's just a Mm -hmm. yeah you could always see it was going to go down that route to be honest yeah, I'm not wow. surprised. Okay, <laughs> that insight because I was like, I didn't believe um, it had a big wave. I felt like it was more the new person after all the Me Too and those people were wiped out, mm-hmm. and then all the new people had to come in and replace that. Mm-hmm. That it just seemed like they didn't want to go the same way anymore because that was like the end of last year. Two men left and were replaced, and they mm-hmm. were like in content or something. Yeah, and so I was just like, when you get new people in and they don't see the same vision, they probably didn't. It's just that the original vision in the first place was just a mess. And they just, Mm. instead of going, and everyone knew within it, it's a mess, but no one thought, 
like anytime you said anything like this is crazy why we, like even from the UK side I was like what what the hell <laughs> what is going on here <laughs> but they would just their their thing is you know if you're not the a director they don't really listen to you and it's just the directors which is basically like what two people making crazy decisions that everyone else has to go along with and this is how it's worked out so you know sometimes listen to the rest of the team in it <laughs> basically <That's> a- <laughs> I, feel, I feel like anyone has things to offer I feel like I have things to offer and I'm sure I'm probably like the bottom person on most teams yeah exactly. um, sometimes listen to the team because sometimes what people are saying it makes sense what they're saying and especially when it's more than one person saying it you've got to start listening or it's your ego but when no offense but men run things they don't listen <laughs> I feel the same way did you see I saw that um Pod News posted that in the UK, I want to say it was like an Amy Schumer podcast, and but they're not using the word podcast in the thing. It was like oh, show. Oh, God. And I was like, when you just said that about Audible, and I was just like, there's still a big thing in a podcast industry on people being okay with saying podcast or that sort of thing, like the language of it. It's so weird. But I think it's people with too much time on their hands who are like, let's not call it a podcast. It's like, guys, there's more stuff to worry about. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's it's literally like, it's just, it's it's nonsense. It's actual nonsense. It would just seem like, how would you have anybody that says that on your team when all the data says like, people know what a podcast is, but they're not transferring over. Yeah. So wouldn't you want to like, bring more knowledge to that? To what a podcast that would transfer is. more people to listening? But what I've found is that most people ignore the data. <laughs> because, like I said, again, you've got ego. And all I'll be talking about is like, I mean, I read the data. Did you see that? I mean, it makes sense that that's why you only want to do a link in a tweet. Because why would you do one without it? Because the yeah. data says they click and blah, blah, blah. And like, yeah. people are looking at me like... People people <laughs> ignore the data because, like, we've all got... I've got ego. We've all got egos. Um, sometimes when you rate, get to a certain level, you can go unchecked and you ignore the data and you just go mm-hmm. off on a whim and it next, you have money to burn and time to waste, I guess. <laughs> but that's, that's what it is. I guess that is. I yeah. feel that way about a lot of things. Yeah. So that, that makes sense. But the whole like <laughs> calling it a podcast, not calling it a podcast, that just indicates to me, you've got time to waste and money to burn. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and then like lastly, I feel like I hate when people call radio shows podcasts when because when people called Nicki Minaj's thing the other day, I'm like it's a radio show because it's live. But like yeah. when they put it up later to be after like that's you know downloaded and stuff, which I'm not sure if they did. I'm like that's a podcast. But yeah, like, look at the definition; it doesn't take much. Yeah, I mean it's just it's just on demand, isn't it? Like that's the definition. Can you listen to it when you choose to? exactly (laughs) makes it a podcast okay um one thing i didn't ask you was what is your social media that where Um, people can follow you yes um so on actually my instagram's kind of dead and it's just for friends (laughs) so on twitter it's renee r-e-n-a-y rich okay basically yeah you know what you should do on instagram you should start one like Renee Productions or something. Yeah. But that's like where you just post audiograms or like your podcast stuff. Yeah, I need to just get but I basically I've really like Instagram is a good place for podcasts. Yeah. Like, no, it's know, a fantastic I think people. it was like a twenty five percent um better conversion rate than any other social media for podcasts. Because you mm-hmm. get one bit of content at a time. 
Um, because you know, like one Instagram post fills your full screen. If you're looking at it on um, a phone, obviously, um, it fills your screen, so you focus on it more. So the conversion rate is better than say a tweet or anything like that. But um, I just need to. I'm just crap with Instagram. Now, do you have your phone out? Um, yes. Okay. What podcast app or apps do you okay. use? Okay. So this is embarrassing because I just use Apple Podcasts <laughs> because. Okay. Um, I've always used it <laughs> and even though I hate what they've done to it, I just, I'm a creature of habit. I had, um, yeah, I have, um, I had, what's it face? Castbox, and I still have it, mm-hmm. but it, um, I got a new phone not long ago. I switched to an iPhone X and it basically didn't take over any of my subscriptions. Um, mm. and so everything, Were you signed in? I was signed in, I, I'm signed in now and it says I'm subscribed to nothing. So I just couldn't be bothered mm-hmm. to start it again because I was like, that's not what should happen when you have a new phone. And the only... Yeah, you yeah. just take your account over. Exactly. But the only one that worked and stayed true was Apple. <laughs> so I was like, do you know what? At least they know me. <laughs> and they brought all my okay, podcasts so- with me. <laughs> question because you work for an app yeah and like you use apple Podcasts. yeah do you really feel like there's any other app that's like our podcast app that's like doing so well that you would say oh my god they're gonna come for podcasts or take over blah 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 no i will only say that when every single the only app that will ever challenge um apple podcasts is an app that has every podcast mm. and I know Spotify are like, oh, we're doing better and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, if you don't have every podcast, you're not even, you're not even touching the sides because I shouldn't have to, I shouldn't, bless you. Sorry, my dog sneezed. Um, I shouldn't have to <laughs> go to, I shouldn't have to have multiple podcasts so that I, my full subscriber list is catered for. Apple Podcasts has everything. So until mm. an app has everything, then no, you're not going to challenge them. And especially because if you, especially like we're, you know, we're black. Um, Spotify don't necessarily care about a lot of black, of the British black podcasts. So they're not on there. Well, most podcasts mm-hmm. aren't on Spotify. Um, same, like I like Radio Public as well. I like them. But again, they've not got all the podcasts. Castbox kind of, you you have to submit now. So it's kind of a bit of a mishmash, but they don't have all the podcasts. Um, Google Play or Google Podcasts, you have to submit. They don't have all the podcasts. So, so what, okay, yeah. I, I'm just uh, for a moment, because being that we're, you're, I didn't even mention, I think, that you are in London. I am in London, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> as I'm in Denver, and we don't see, we both have the same apps, but there's different podcasts in the apps, correct? Or yeah. No? So we see, so I, so all the, so if we're on Apple, we'll have this exact same podcast, but your homepage will look different. Same as um, CastBox and Spotify and things like that. They have different regions, um, storefronts, they call them. So when you open your mm-hmm. app, you'll see different shows to what I will see if I open my app here, because it should go on my location. But normally mm-hmm. they okay. only put, you know, it's only the popular shows. So you wouldn't necessarily find, discover anything interesting on a homepage because it's the same podcast I usually, um, everyone talks about. I want to say it was either you or Phoebe told me that. Um, like I could go on iTunes on my computer and switch it to oh, yeah, that was other places. Yeah. So I will go look at other pages. Yeah. <laughs> so you, and you'll notice, cause I did that. I always check like, sometimes I get like, sometimes I check like Australia, um, Sweden's a big market. Um, obviously America and 
London, well, UK. I So I look at those ones because they're the big podcast market. Actually, India is a big market, growing market as well. But um, so I, you I can look at all of them. them. But it's interesting to just look at what's on the charts, how the person curates the page, because it's only, I think the Apple podcast team globally is six people. <laughs> so they curate all of the the home pages for the different regions. So obviously six people I didn't know if there was things different places, but I was just like the other day mm. I was I rant here a lot at House of Pod, thankful yeah. for House of Pod. But I was just like, I don't believe I understand Apple Podcasts does the um Black History Month for here and no you should, I believe they do it for London too where they use our podcast yes. mostly. <laughs> but I was like somebody was saying something and I was like I don't believe it because you don't you can look at all the other pages and not see anything. Yeah. And I was like it's not a real goal it's more like the people that have pushed back are getting more and I was like and to me that's the reason you kind of make me have to be an angry person all the time just to get something. Yeah. But it's rude like you know it and your teams know it but you're only doing it where people are like saying it's something like you're not doing it everywhere where you know it'd be respectful yeah but that's the th- so that's the thing that I find frustrating with pod the podcast I'm not in radio but obviously a lot of radio people are in podcasting but I used mm-hmm. to like if you compare it to the film and tv industry like it's like a good 20 to 30 years behind when it comes to representation because obviously tv and film is bad we all know that but you can see it and so it gets called out more often. Radio has just skimmed a lot. Well, audio has just skimmed along up until last year, probably, <laughs> where no one, where there was no pressure on them for like representation or having diverse team podcast teams behind the mic and in front of the mic because they were everyone was just happy being like white, like everyone was happy to just work only with white people to only hear white voices to only push white shows on iTunes and Apple podcasts they were just happy with that because no one was looking at them and nobody was saying anything and no one was saying it but that's my point no one was saying anything because they were happy with it (laughs) and that's everyone in audio now that's everyone in audio now (laughs) because they were happy in it I was just like, I mean, like, you know, I know I started, like, there's years back of podcasts in color that I'm like, most people don't know why some people follow me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, I, there was so many years I was just like, is anybody questioning this? Does anybody see this? And I'm yeah. like, that's the only reason people notice me is because I was talking shit on Twitter. Yeah. And then they were like, do you see this girl? And like, people are listening. And then they reached out. Yeah. But that's why I'm I'm really concerned because we're in like a it's cool to be black currently, um, and it's cool to be a person of color now. <laughs> but so at the moment you can talk about diversity representation and like the white people are going to listen. But that time will that you know that ear that we have it was going to end. So it's important. That's why I make a point when I tweet sometimes to talk about the the people behind the mic because it's all fine and dandy if you're the talent and you're you know you've got a big your own show but if every your whole crew is white you're not making a difference when your show ends and then it's not cool to be black anymore everything will just go back to how it was so we need to have the people behind the mics helping making the content and changing the decisions that are being made and how stories are told and things like that because it's not enough to just visually have a a, a person of color host and this whole there's more women understood like yeah <laughs> That everyone's like, there's loads I, of I always want to see the you know. picture of people's teams. Like, I wish I could see Amanda Seals' team. Yeah. I don't know. I could just want just I could see other people's teams. Like, yeah. what does it look like behind a mic? Exactly. Um, but I feel that way about 
a lot of things, yeah. um, which is why I've tried in a background. I was like, I want to, I was telling Twitter the other day, I want to do some kind of event for women that make podcasts yes. because I feel like I do a lot of know of freelancers or producers and other things like that, that are women of color, yeah. but they don't necessarily know each other yeah, yeah, yeah. or other people know about them. Like their sex know about like them, but it's not like a larger thing. Yeah. <laughs> But that's that's the thing. It's important to connect people because I've noticed in like I've I've basically getting lots of opportunities now because I made a show that called about race, which basically called out the UK, <laughs> but also it targeted the BBC um, and their their foolishness that they do. But also I went to a BBC thing and I called them out directly to their faces, and now you know, I've got a job, not, I don't work for them, but I have, a, I'm producing a podcast with one extra, which is the, um, black station that they have. And they are paying you. Yeah. They are paying <laughs> me. And it's because I've directly called them out, but also I'm not the only one. I'm not the only black person in podcasting. So don't just think, Oh, we've got Renee now sorted. Mm. <laughs> so it's like, you've got to, I can't just take opportunities and just be like, yeah, I'm in. It's got to be, I've got to bring people with me because I know that the time's going to come out when I can't call out the BBC anymore and then they'll just never, you know, they'll boy, like blacklist you, oh, she's difficult, and then I won't get any work. So it's important for me to get people in the door and, you know, creating our own thing because the time will come and, you know, they won't need, they, you know, the policies will change. You won't need to be seen to be representative anymore. It's coming. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, what are a few podcasts you're subscribed to in your Apple podcast app? Okay, I'm going to open it. One second. So, obviously, so my number one shows, um, it's really obvious, and I, you know, everyone who doesn't listen to The Read, but um, The Read is always, that's <laughs> one show that I do listen to every week, and I have to listen to it. Um, because I don't commute anymore, I work from my living room, so my commute is, um, I think, like maybe 10 seconds sometimes um <laughs> so I don't have and they're like two hour episodes so it does take me a long time <laughs> to listen through now um but the friend zone is the other one that's sometimes my number one so they I kind of flick between them being my number one but yeah that the friend zone the read um stance podcast which is a UK kind of magazine style show um two okay. women of color um kind of you know they really put thought behind it and it's I like it it's good they but they only do once a month so hopefully they'll do more one day um I have what do I have oh so this is a really it's not a pod of color but it's just a I think it's my gooey pleasure of podcast to be honest <laughs> it's called um <laughs> it's called help I suck at dating <laughs> Okay. And it's um basically I love the bachelor so I'm just walking to my charger because my laptop is running out um so I loved The Bachelor and there was this guy called Dean who was in Rachel Lindsay's season. She was the first mm-hmm. black pod, um, black bachelorette and he has a podcast because he went on Bachelor in Paradise and was really terrible at dating. And so he's got a podcast now. Um, okay. So yeah, I, so that's my guilty pleasure. And then I have obviously, sorry, then I have the receipts, um, but not the one I produce. So it's not as cheesy <laughs> as me going, hey, I listen to the shows that I produce. Um, so the Receipts podcast, um, yeah, three girls, used to be four, um, just talking about, you know, life and just all the mess that goes with it. Um, and then what else is there? I have still processing. Oh, my daily new pod, my daily news podcast is um, Today Explained. 
Um, cause I, I just, I used to listen to the daily all the time, but I kind of had to stop when they just really struggle with talking about racism and race. <laughs> and I just couldn't take it anymore. So I was like, do you know what? I can't listen to you. I, I don't listen. And it would just seem like anytime somebody went to send me something to, it was something heavy. Yeah. And I was like, I don't do that. And they were like, I was like, you're not going to get me to listen to something by like, that is two men hosts, even though other people might come in. Yeah. And it's like something about black death or thing like that. Like, yeah, but I they, can listen to that anywhere. I yeah. can listen to black people talk about that. Like, yeah. I don't have to listen to that. That's for white people. Yeah. So, and they, they cover something happy. We do other shit. So. Yeah, but they also <laughs> don't cover things like that really that very well because they. It's like they read about racism and they think they understand it from a book, and it just so I I couldn't listen to it anymore. But um, today explained has a, per, a hot, like the host is a person of color, so like he just understands it more, <laughs> so I can listen to that. Um, I'm listening to the latest um season of Startup. Um, okay. because with um Arlen, the church one. Um, it's with that the oh well, I'm listening to the one with um the person. oh Arlen. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe that's not the latest one. <laughs> but yeah, so they're kind it's, of. Um, it's, I think they're starting another one. I listened to that one. I know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah. So I'm kind of they're the ones that I. Oh, and I'm listening to. I've just started um seeing on radio's new series called Men, which also has a woman of color. Um, so it's about men. Um, so they're my podcasts. Really? I might have to subscribe to that last time. Yeah. Um, I only listened to one episode, but yeah, I, I'm interested to see where it's going. It's only just started. I think they're on episode two now or episode three. So yeah. But I like to, the Seeing White season was my show of the year last year. So I'm interested to see where this goes. Okay. Um. So do you have a podcast top five? And this can include series that have come and gone or anything like that. Okay, or is there five yeah. that you would claim? So my number one podcast series, no, my number, the episode that I always tell people to listen to if they're like, oh, I don't really like podcasts, is um, there's an episode, like if you want to listen to like a kind of produced kind of story, you know, where it takes you somewhere. Um, there's an episode mm-hmm. of um, Radio Lab called 60 Words. And it came out, I think, April 2016. No, 2014. Um, and... It's just about the 60 words in, I can't remember what, it's one of your American things, but it basically means the president can go to war with anyone without um, going through Congress. Oh. So it's a really good, which is really, you know, you should learn about it now because it means Trump can, you know, do anything he wants, really. But um, so it came out in 2014 and it's just a really good um, episode. And I was just like, yeah, I kind of get this podcast thing. Um, So I always tell people to listen to that. See, seeing white by seen on radio so that came out last year it's a 14 mm-hmm. part series that is everyone has to listen to it but if you're actually if you're a black person you don't need to every white person should listen to it <laughs> okay <laughs> because they really should black people will be like yeah we need this already <laughs> but it's still a really good series so i always say that um what's another one that. Well, I always kind of give people like if you don't listen to podcasts, if you're British, a good place to start. If you're a lady and you want to hear about men, three shots of tequila. They're like, you know, a bit controversial, <laughs> but <laughs> do you know what? It's they're funny, 
and their their listenership they're three yeah the three guys but they have their i think the majority of their audience is um black women so it's clearly Not trying surprised. to yeah it's getting a glimpse into you know we you know if you date men this is what happens <laughs> weren't they the first i i guess I don't want to assign this if it's not yeah. true, but like big po- like podcasts to kind of pop there or like yeah, they, about it, it just feels like that was kind of not kind of heard about. They were the first big black show we have here. And then the receipts is the... And that was three shots of tequila. Three shots of tequila. Yeah, kind of all one word, but them three with like the, the numeral three. Um, yeah, they were, they're the biggest black podcast, I believe, here. Um, they uh-huh. just do loads. Of, they get big audiences, big um, interaction. But the receipts is the female equivalent, and they're the biggest female one as well. Um, and now that they've got the BBC kind of situation going on, they'll probably be the biggest now as well. So those two are just just go there. They're too fun, chatty. Like it's the alternative to. I mean, I'd always say listen to the read, but they're too alternative. If you want to hear British people talk about British things, um. It's it's nice to hear different accents, <laughs> you know. Let's have okay, a so you're including the receipts so that before. Yeah, that'll be four. Okay, and then so. you've got to. I would say because I'm really proud of the show I made, um, called about race. Um, okay, that talks about because race in Britain is never really spoken about, even though like it's Britain's the one that actually did it all. <laughs> um and it's just a weird history that's never spoken about here so we did a show called with Rennie Eddie Lodge who wrote a book called why I'm no longer talking to white um white people about race she hosted it and wrote the episodes and we made it and we're really proud of it and I would say listen to that that'll be my five it's good I mean you should be proud of it I believe it was on the charts the entire time it was yeah the entire out. yeah the whole run <laughs> the season, and that was so. with Rennie didn't even really push it <laughs> as well Rennie did one tweet one Instagram a week <laughs> it's what people wish they could do yeah people's dream <laughs> I was like push it more she was like I don't really do that I was like okay <laughs> but and luckily it took off anyway yeah, it's the still content took off. won because yeah. um, luckily the listeners shared it a lot so yeah it just it did really well. It kind of, yeah, I wasn't even before this year, like making a podcast and thinking, Oh, getting to the top of the iTunes chart, Apple podcast chart. It wasn't even, yeah, I did even, it wasn't even a thing I'd even considered. <laughs> mm. And now twice this year, two there different shows. Know. It's wild. <laughs> In 2018, no telling what the rest yeah. of this year will bring or yeah. next year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so but it was just something I didn't even think about because <laughs> normally it's like it's you know the BBC you concentrated on the work yeah I was concentrating on the show create. and getting the show out and yeah and I was like hoping for listeners obviously <laughs> but yeah um, how did you get into podcasts yeah so it was ACAST basically the person I used to work at a talent agency um my first real like career job was in a talent agency called United Agents and I worked there for seven years um and I kind of did that and then I went into TV production and then I was kind of got jaded by just like oh this industry is never going to change but so I'd kind of quit and was going to work in a vegan cafe or something and the one of my old people that I used to work with at the talent agency sent me this job description she wanted me to send it around um to my network to because they were looking for a person to be content manager at Acast 
and because her husband was the kind of setting up the London office and I read it and I was like this actually sounds interesting I didn't really know what a podcast I'd heard I've obviously knew what a podcast was but I hadn't really listened to podcasts but I was like let me go and chat about it and see what happens and basically they said this is what they want to set out and do and this is the opportunities and these are podcasts blah, blah blah and yeah I got the job and then from that I really dove into learning about podcasts and finding my own the ones that I like and I realized that there's so much opportunity with podcasts that yeah so that's how I kind of it was kind of an accident but just I realized that you don't have to like like you don't have to like this American life (laughs) you don't have to there's still a podcast for you So now that you're like on the other side and behind the mic, like how did you learn a production type of thing? So that really was just practice. So when I left ACAS, I didn't know how to produce properly. Like I didn't know how to produce. And I was like, I never wanted to be in that position again because I, I don't like having to rely on other people to, you know, keep a roof over my head, basically, and put food in my belly. Um, so mm-hmm. I, when I was at Panoply, um, this guy, Efim Shapiro, he's actually um, works on Today Explained now, but he was just really, really helpful and gave me um, Pro Tools t- tutorials and just really, mm-hmm. really guided me through like how you put a show together. And from that, because I said to him like when I was leaving um, Panoply, like he was just really good on checking in on me and things like that. And I was like, should I do a Pro Tools course? And he's like, you could do a course, but it depends on if you're going to practice. Like, it's about practicing. So that's why I made this show called Get That's When You Get a Dog, um, because I mm-hmm. wanted to just practice. So I was mm-hmm. like, let me make my own podcast and practice. And that's literally all it is. I've just practiced. But a theme showed me the basics, like the sh- shortcuts of, um, you know, the sh- keyboard shortcuts from Pro Tools and how you do um, general things. And actually, AC Valdez, who's another producer, he did this um, radio university thing at Panoply um, one Friday afternoon. And he, like, showed us the EQ stuff and things like that. And, yeah, so I've just been practising. I took what they kind of showed me. And then I've just been practising, practising, practising. And then next month, I've booked myself on a little two-day sound design course um because I I still you know I've got a lot to learn I'm not I'm nowhere near the best producer but what I'm good at is actually getting stuff done okay (laughs) and so (laughs) like yeah like if I if I say I'm gonna do something I do it so that's why I've found I've had like some relative success this year because I've actually just been like do you know what I've seen how the podcast industry works and I'm just gonna I've basically come to crack some skulls and that's okay, my, yeah. been my goal this year. <laughs> you um, will know me. No. <laughs> they will know your name. Yeah. Oh, they should. Okay, so what are projects you're working on right now or that you want to shout out that you can shout out that are coming out? Um, so later this year, um, I'm doing, I'm basically, do, we're starting production in... Yeah, next month, but we're kind of in the, you know, booking guest situation now. Um, but I'm working on a queer show called Community, um, which is an, like another kind of ambitious show that I'm trying to do, blending live events with editorial. And yeah, that should go pretty well. I think it's going to be good. Um, I'm okay. doing the receipts. Obviously, that came out. So on Monday the 6th, which is the Monday just gone, Monday 6th of August, 
we launched, yeah, the receipts on One Extra launched. Um, so I'm working on that still. Um, that's only a six part series. So we've got a couple okay. more weeks left on that and then finish that. I'm doing a tech show, which is coming out this Thursday, the 16th. Um, I am working on second season of That's When You Get a Dog because people did actually like it. <laughs> and I liked, I liked it. it. <laughs> and um, people, yeah, have responded well to it. And I, so I've collected, I've done about 10 interviews. So I just need to, um, you know, put it together. So that I, I'm hoping by the end of this month, that'll be out, um, episode one. And okay. I've done an episode of this podcast called The Last Bohemians. Um, so I need to edit that and put that together. And what else? I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it for now. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I've got a couple in development. You're working. Yeah, I've got a couple in <laughs> development. And that's okay. It. Um. So between UK and US podcasts, what do you listen to the most? US. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What episode of a podcast of your podcast? Yeah. Would you give somebody to listen to to get hooked to get a dog? That's when you get a dog. Okay. So I think. The one that went down really well, there were two. There was one that was about, um, so I think it was episode five, and I put it out on New Year's Day, I think, New Year's Day this year, and it was about um, career and is it too late? Because that's when you get a dog is a show for um, people over 30, and you often find that, you know, there's a myth that you should have it all together when you're by the time you hit 30, which is it's fake, fake news. So it's like it's not too late to change your career. So I, I interviewed um, April Rain, who was the um, founder, the creator of Oscars So White. And she, her whole mm-hmm. new life was basically, she sent a tweet at the age of 44 and her life has changed completely. And she's got a whole new career. And she was basically saying it's not too late. And then the other episode was the money, money, money one, which was came after two weeks after that. So episode six. And... Is it's that just, the one that talked about housing too? Oh yeah, how? Oh yeah, see, there's yeah, yeah you like the yeah the housing one was good because it just made it realize it oh. was like hard. Do you know what the whole the, all of them? <laughs> all of them, the whole podcast, <laughs> basically, because the children one. Because I've had loads of really good responses about the baby one as well. <laughs> I believe that was the first one. That wasn't was the it? first. one. I just feel like yeah. <laughs> I, I was gonna say that when you finished, like, well, I liked the first one. Yeah. It was a pretty good one because yeah. I feel like that's not something. A lot of people talk about, and if they do, it's just like a, uh, you know, like a five minute thing on it. Yeah. I feel like Malik is the only person I've really heard go in depth, like on herself. Like yeah. Some people interview other people, but it was just like, it's so deep that most people don't really talk about the different options or do people yeah. want that or like. Yeah, because I didn't there? know. Like, I so I'm going to have in this new series, I'm going to have an update from a couple of the people from that episode to see where they're at. But I didn't know, like, Denmark is the biggest supplier of sperm for the, the world <laughs> because more women over 30 are choosing to go it alone and have a child alone. Um, and there's just a demand. There's such a high demand that there's just not enough supply. So yeah. Um, <laughs> Denmark. <laughs> that's, that's the, for sperm. Yeah, so like that's, that's, literally, that's one of their biggest exports now. <laughs> wow. But it's just, yes, yeah, so I just think, Really, with my show, get a, that's when you get a dog. Just go through because I've, I've, I think it's pretty pretty clear with the titles, like what it's about. So you can just pick whatever subject you're interested in, and yeah, press play. But I made sure I wanted to like hook people in with episode one. Like I wanted to make sure episode one was like 
as good as it could be at my whatever my production skills were back then like you know just to at least make it interesting to listen to and it have a be about something that isn't spoken about that much and I learned loads about you know options for if you want to have a kid and if you don't (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know it all now okay so you we know you podcast you do different things um is there a number one podcast tip you give to other people or something you see a lot where you're like this is what I wish people knew um I would I think always have your an audience demographic in mind because a lot of people make shows for everyone and it's like you can't make a show for everyone so think who you really want to target and then make it for them kind of yeah and it's and I would just say just do it to be honest because there's there's no rules I'm not the best producer at all I will get better and one day I will be the best but I've managed to pretty make a pretty good career out of just doing it and giving it a go and improving with every episode I put out of whatever I'm doing so it's just just do it because just yeah just do it basically Nike right (laughs) or Nike Um, you work as a freelancer um I guess a producer what are like some of the skills you use because some people use that but it's like what are you doing on the team um so what am I doing when I'm a producer on the podcast Yes. Yeah, so it depends on what podcast I'm working on because sometimes the producer can be like if you're working for a person it's you could just you could really just end up being the editor to be honest and you just put together what they tell you and sometimes you're going out and you're finding the um stories or the guests and the angles sometimes you're just you know you're a one man show so you're putting you're literally doing every aspect of it so it really it really changes um, on about race, that was obviously our show. So um, I, I was Rennie was the you know she put together the outlines and wrote it and interviewed the people. But so I but and I was more we were booking like I was doing the booking and arranging the you know the literally everything else that goes with a podcast, finding the music, getting the composers, all that stuff. On Is the that Lenny. Always- Oh, go on. Clear when you're doing, like, when you're signing up for the project, what your producing job will be at that Oh, no. It's never clear. (laughs) (laughs) It's never clear. It's more just be ready for anything. Yeah, I'm just, like, be ready for... I'm I'm an all-hands-on-deck kind of person. And it's like, don't take a job if you're not happy with the money. That's it. If you're not happy, if you don't want to do... If you're not prepared to do the work for whatever they've offered you either ask for more or don't take it I say no to jobs all the time I don't take like there's a lot of power in saying no for one and don't underpay yourself don't just be have grateful for the opportunity I'm never grateful for the opportunity (laughs) because it's like it's work I'm not doing it for free (laughs) okay yeah I'm with that yeah, don't be grateful for the opportunity. I would say if you ever do a class, you know, there's always something people do or something for money on the side Yeah, that you can maybe talk to people about how you freelance. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people that have been podcasting for a while. I know they have skills and things like that, but they mm. don't know, like, how they should be showcasing that or, you know, like, what they should be putting on a resume to say, I know how to do this and this is how I can show you. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. mine was, it was important to have, uh, so I had a, so this time, well, last June, I bought a domain, com, and... So as soon as I like was finished with Panoply, I made my website. 
And at first, because I'd made short films and things, I put those on there because I didn't have any that many podcasts that I had specifically. And some things I don't want to be part of, like I'm not going to own up to it. (laughs) Um, So like I didn't really have that many podcasts that I wanted to own up to. Um, But then it's just spiralled. And it's the thing that has really helped me in being a freelancer this year is that I've just been outspoken and I've been 100% myself. And I'm the the podcast industry is a mess. It is there's a lot of racism in it. There's a lot of bigotry, and I'm not afraid to call it out. <laughs> and that has helped. And I feel like that's the only way we survive. Yeah, but that's I think that's literally helped me as well, though, because I don't know if people are afraid to like <laughs> not do. I don't know what it is, but I'm getting opportunities, and I'm not changing. Like loads of people have been said oh you shouldn't say that you know you should oh you know trying to offer you friendly advice where it's basically to shut up and take it and I've been like no like (laughs) people used to tell me to delete tweets and stuff like that and I was like if people feel some type of way people feel some type of way but then I had to understand that they didn't understand what my dms look like with me doing those kind of things and saying those kind of things like I am saying the rudest things about this company and somebody from that company is asking me like do I want to have lunch when I get to town yeah (laughs) it's like I don't I don't think you understand that this is what's happening I think you think like that's too far yeah and that company's like hey well we yeah after <laughs> when I called the BBC out when I was there because I did it to their faces <laughs> um and like they had this big briefing thing digital briefing where they were talking about spending the pub you know it's all public funded so they're talking about how they're going to spend the money for the next 18 months and it was all of the production companies eligible to pitch to them and they were all white so I called mm. it out. And then after that, I was like a celebrity. Like I've just been, it's been meeting after meeting after meeting. And it's because I shouldn't, you know, I don't know if other people of color were scared or people were afraid, like you won't get, you know, you won't be working or, you know, they might blackball you as or label you as difficult. I'm not, I've mm. never been afraid of um, burning bridges for one but I'm if that's why you're gonna not work with me then I'd prefer to not work with the racists isn't it <laughs> I, mean, I mean let's be real that's always gonna be a benefit to me <laughs> so uh, if you can't take me calling you out I'd, I don't want to work with you anyway so yeah so I just think just be 100% yourself because that has really worked for me and and make stuff in your spare time like I make podcasts um for free for my friends still because mm-hmm. I'm I'm it's how I practice there's only I can't I can't I can't be the host of a million podcasts <laughs> to practice so but my friends can so I'll make their show for them because that's me mm, practicing that's you're getting more skills and yeah. building up what you do yeah exactly because I, I don't want to be a host I hate reading on demand um I don't like it <laughs> It's why I tell people this podcast is, I don't know, like this podcast is only lasting a year as it is. Yeah. And I might do something next year, but it won't be the same format. But yeah. I, I don't aim to be like famous. Yeah. Like, I don't aim to like my podcast to blow up. Somebody was saying something and I was like, I know I could promote more. I was like, I know how this works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, but I like a little medium amount of a response. I do what I do and I'm learning what I need to learn behind the mic yeah. and going from there because yeah. like... I want money behind the mic. That front of the mic stuff. Mm. Yeah, because it's just an, it's an added pressure <laughs> that I just don't need. I'm not a very visual like even on my own personal Instagram. Like, there's not many pictures of me. 
because I don't necessarily put myself out there like that. <laughs> so it's like, it takes a yeah. lot. There used to be somebody that used to call me Mystery Berry because they didn't know what I look like because I never posted <laughs> pictures. And because like after, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago, I stopped posting my picture on Twitter and using it as my avi, yeah. as like anything. And so I was just like, oh, I'll post some on Instagram. So like once a month or something, I would try to post the picture of me. Yeah. <laughs> so people knew who I was, but I was just like, I don't really aim for that. Yeah, I, I was like, yeah. it's scary to me when I'm in New York and like people have recognized me. I've been like, oh my God. Yeah, you've got, exactly. It's just like, I totally understand. And it's like, you've got your goal. And I think, I think that's actually one of the things that's important when you're, because some people, obviously they just want to make good content, which is fine. I, you know, that's, that's a good goal. <laughs> but like, have think about why you're doing what you're doing. I think it's always good to know why you're doing something because um, that will drive, that will spare you on, that will have you taking on multiple projects and working till, because sometimes I work till like when I was um, doing Lenny and About Race earlier this year, you know, I was going to bed at 2, 3 a.m. in the morning and then waking up at 7 to get back on editing because I'd kind of mm-hmm. taken on too much, to be honest. <laughs> but um, and new, the Lenny job was in New York and then About Race was London times. So I was like on both time zones. But it was because I have an end goal for for what I want to do. And, you know, and so I'm working towards that. I just feel like now, I said it on Instagram, I don't know, somewhere the other day. Mm. But I do plan, like I said earlier in this conversation, women events, like meetups or interactive things. I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like I know a lot of women of color that work in podcasting that don't necessarily know each other. And I'm like, I don't, like these aren't you know, elementary people, like yeah. those people that I really feel should be helpful that know that connect each other. Yeah. So I'm like, I know I'm going to do something like that. And I don't know if it's going to be a conference or festival or something, but yeah. Cause I, something like everyone, cause the first time I went to New York, which was last January, January, 2017, I didn't know anyone. <laughs> I, so I met up with um, Joy Marie cause I had like met, met her on Twitter when I was at ACART. Cause there's a few, um show because I signed a few like black shows when I was at Twitter like American based ones so I just reached mm-hmm. out and met people there because I literally knew no one in New York and then now I went in this April and I you know I met you um I caught up with people and now I know people there so it's about just reaching out and connecting and just don't be afraid mm-hmm. if you're in their city to at least say I'm going to be in your city and ask because the worst they're going to do is. is like ignore you you know that's how I met Josh <laughs> and like we became friends on Twitter yeah like because of things of the raid and then like you know now he's like at pineapple and I'm like I want to make sure everybody knows each other yeah yeah like <laughs> I met Josh be kicking it. um because I you know obviously Viralyn I worked with Viralyn at Panoply but we have we met up and then mm-hmm. I met Josh for the first time and yeah so it's just I just think reach out because that's that helps you go forward. Because yeah, I got the um, yeah. Lenny letter job because Joss had recommended me, and we only See, had met it's from all about, <laughs> It's connections. Yeah, and, but like I was trying to explain somebody networking the other day and like what I see it as and like why I try to talk to different people or like do you know this person? Do you know that person? I was like, it's almost why I feel like I should probably be doing events more than anything else. Yeah. And I was like. I've been shying away from that because it feels scary. Yeah. <laughs> but I understand, like, that's my strong point. Like, is knowing who should be in the room, being able to invite people when they show up, and, like, people having a good time after. Like, people always reaching back out, like, I met this person or I did this. 
this. And yeah, I'm like, that's what I grow from. Like, and then after seeing a year and people kicking it or like doing more, I'm just like, this is what I want. <laughs> yeah. Cause it does work. And like when I got the receipts job, actually, um, Tolly tweeted when the show came out on Monday and cause I'd kind of forgotten, but this is basically what happened when they first started two years ago, I reached out to them to go. Cause I reach, I meet podcasters and like give them advice and stuff just like on the side. And I always have like, since I worked at ACAS, I've always done it. So I still do it mm-hmm. when I have time, just go for a coffee or whatever. Because, you know, what's the price of a coffee? And you meet new people. And I, But I did that with the receipts. Like when they'd, I think was, they'd only released like two episodes and I met up with them and just like, you know, just told them about the podcast industry, had a chat and whatnot. And then when it was time to come, so they got this opportunity to make a show with the BBC and then they wanted a producer and then they thought of me. And it was because like two years earlier, We'd met, had, had a good time, and had a conversation. <laughs> so it's like you know who yeah. I meant to bring up. Okay, like okay, I don't mm-hmm. know. I've never asked you about them, so okay, I go on. And this, oh, no, what, <laughs> what is it? but um, I was almost thinking about maybe getting him for the podcast because it just feels like I hear his name a lot, but I don't who? know him. Taylor Black. Oh, Taylor. Yeah, him? I've met him. Yeah, yeah, he's good because okay, he was. So, yeah. I met them as well. Like I just for, feel like he's the yeah. other name I've heard working. Yeah. Because he was he's one of the only people that I met um doing like my podcast meetings who he took out a notepad. <laughs> and it was like, Yeah, go on, tell me more. No, really, we want to hear it, please. <laughs> okay. So he yeah, I really I It just really, seems like yeah. he got it, but I don't like know his history or whatever. It yeah. just feels like I saw like when everything was popping, his name was out there a lot, like yeah. I'm out here. <laughs> he he's got incredible work ethic um and he's a grafter which is good and I'm glad that they have the success that they have because you know everyone wants the the, like if you want to be a podcast host and you want to start a podcast and you're like oh you want to have like millions of listens and blah 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 that takes work (laughs) it really is hard it's hard (laughs) it's not overnight look yeah the other day I was just like Something has to happen. And I was like, what if it was Black Podcast or PLC Podcast that we did something about the word podcast and like really just talking about what a podcast is mm. or like, you know, just doing a lot of those type of things to like get it to connect in a way or like doing something where it's like, yeah, you because, know, we bring more knowledge to the word and knowledge to us. Because my thing is, it's like what some of the things that are really popular, like the um, the Breakfast Club videos, <laughs> the Grapevine mm-hmm. videos. They, you know, I mean, the Breakfast Club is a podcast as well. But like, it's just people sitting down and talking. You can just listen to that. <laughs> you don't need to see it. <laughs> and it's on the top of the charts here. Yeah. I don't know if it's there, but like, the Breakfast Club is always in the top, um, top two hundred or yeah. like the episodes or that sort of thing. So it's like, so they are popular. It's just people it being called a pod, like people associating, especially here, people would associate podcasts boring white stuff. Exactly. So that's why I'm like, what if we're doing like the one minute audiograms, but it's something explaining that or like bringing knowledge to like, do you know what this is? And you know where you can find more or different things like that. So it's just like, I don't know. I don't feel like these companies are going to do it. And I'm just like, we need to bring more knowledge if we're going to get more listeners. Because when black people find it, they're like, where are the other black ones? And what are this? And da 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 da. Yeah, because that's the thing. It's just about getting someone to press play the first time. Because then, yeah, they like enjoy it. And then there's there's plenty out there, which is kind of why, again, <laughs> I think Apple is good because, you know, like on its people also subscribe to bit at the bottom. Mm. 
I don't know if it, it is on the app as well, but on the screen you can see it clearer, like when you do it on a desktop. But like it's got uh-huh. all the so like if you clicked on the receipts or whatever, or um, three shots or the read or whatever, you find loads of other black podcasts. Oh yeah, it's just there. I wish that was on the app, but no, it is on just on the. Oh, iTunes is it only on the computer. thingy? Because I I go on, which yeah. probably isn't normal, but I go on the desktop a lot because obviously I'm yeah. constantly. You're one checking. of those rare. You're yeah. rare. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's not the normal, sorry. I'm just um, constantly looking yes, at like charts they do and do well with that. Yeah. Cuz I used to look at stitches like I just don't understand why like the read has all these like white podcasts next to well, it. Well, cuz they look they and I'm like, I think they go by the, the they go by the category. Mm. And they go with what's popular in that category. So the read is in comedy. So then to stitcher like the algorithm, I guess. Or, or a bad algorithm, but they'll go like, oh, this person likes this show and it's comedy. So these are the top comedy shows. So they'll obviously love this. I'm when just really so like, offended no. whenever <laughs> like, uh, I'm listening to a black podcast and all the recommendations are white podcasts. Yeah. I'm literally offended. Yeah. And if it's even only other one and that one is like another round or something that hasn't been published in forever or two dope queens. Yeah. And they only done like two this year. I get even more offended. Yeah. Like the, I, and I try not to say it anymore because I feel like people just, I don't know. But I was just like, I just, when you do things like that, that's disrespectful and I don't like that. But that's why <laughs> when, so like when you can, so I was happy, so About Race got chosen for like, it was one of the um, podcasts of like GQ put it on a list basically. But really, which is good because it's GQ magazine. But really you're like, you just, did you just choose it because of, I don't know, it's popping. Because when you look at the other list, it was like cereal was on there. I don't trust any list with cereal on it. <laughs> because I'm like, how come That's like on. me right now. I don't trust any list with that Gimlet podcast um, <laughs> where all the people lived in like another planet. I can't even think what the name Oh, um, I can't think what it's called, but yeah, I know the one. I can't yes, think what um, it's called, like so, yeah. whatever that is, when people put that on their list, I don't trust the whole list. Yeah. I was like, I listened to that. It was crap. Reddit like came through because one of the people on the show was like they didn't like the host or woman that was doing it. Yeah, and I was just like, Ugh, but you can like always tell when like the list, the peep, the list people. I call them the list people, the journalists who write the lists. They're like, oh, we need <laughs> we need a black show here, and so they'll go for you know they'll always put. I mean, the read is good though because I did recommend it, but they'll go for the read. They'll go for two dope queens. They'll go for um, so many white guys. They'll, you know, they'll just go. And I feel well. like they're not choosing the read as much anymore. It's like, I don't know what that's about. And then like two dope queens has, you know, been off this year. Yeah. Another round isn't around. What best be pushing it. So still processing kind of pops up and the nod does, but like, it doesn't feel like we have a staple that's everywhere anymore. Yeah. But it's just because, but I just think the people, I still think the lists, it's clear that they don't list, they've had to put a black show on there. It's not yeah, that they, they listen they, to they them. They all do that. Yeah. Like, there was one on a website the other day, and they had two dope queens on there. And I was like, mm-hmm. Mm. And it was a new list. Like, it had just been done that day. It was in August. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like, so... I- yeah, so I don't really rate the lists, to be honest. But it is And nice that's always be... been my thing. I can tell yeah. when your curator doesn't listen to black podcasts yeah. or and that sort of thing. Yeah, but it is in that sense it's nice to be included, I guess. <laughs> but like <laughs> I'm kind of I'm, I'm suspicious. glad you all made the list. Yeah. You have to get popular to do it, but you got there. Yeah. I'm just suspicious of you when you put like shows and you're like, Oh god, how are you still recommending this? There's there's loads of shows out there. <laughs> 
loads that you could just pick <gasps> oh from. Oh my gosh. But yeah. But that's my problem with okay, lists. Okay, well, is there a favorite podcast we haven't talked about or anything that you're like, oh, I didn't say that or you wanted to bring up to people? Um. Oh, so I did. I haven't mentioned. So it's a British one, Black Articulate. I've been on there a couple times, but it's a good podcast. Oh, we haven't. <laughs> um, they, um, so I think he's had it like a month. I think that's off. the first time I heard your voice was Black Articulate. Oh yeah, that was. I was on that. Yeah, I was on that when I was in at Acast. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think back in 2015, I think that was the first podcast interview I'd done. Um. But it's just a show about. They just highlight. Um people who were doing things who were black <laughs> um, and just kind of getting the tip. So it's kind of good. You get a kind of a really nice spectrum of people. And there's actually another podcast called In Good Company. Um, and the host talks to women who are entrepreneurs. Um, so that's another good one that I don't think is mentioned enough and it doesn't get enough. Like it's not, I don't see it anywhere. I, I see it. Because I'm in black podcast Twitter, but like I don't see it in the outside the mainstream outside of yeah my little black Twitter bubble. Um, I don't see it, and I'm like it's actually it's a really good podcast that just talks about it's about women in business, which you know okay. is really good if you're if for entrepreneurs, so people who work for themselves it, mostly. But she does do people who are you know on nine to five and things. But it's just a good podcast to. Just get tips. There was a really good episode that um, about pitching and how to, you know, not bore someone when you pitch <laughs> or how to grab their attention, which is really good because we all pitch. We're either pitching ourselves when we're doing the interviews. We're even pitching for yeah. projects. We're, we're, we're constantly pitching. So this is a good episode to listen That's to. That's my thing. <laughs> Was like doing the events and going to need to pinch sponsors and other things like that. And literally that's the one thing holding me back right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, like, okay, we all pitch. I can do this and not sound like a little girl while I'm doing it. Like I know what I want. It's here. I should be able to do it. Yeah, my problem is that I can't pitch on paper, but I'm good in a room. But in order to get in the room, you need to be good on paper. But that's always been my yeah. problem. I'm like, if I can like work my way in <laughs> to the room, then I'm going to be all right. If you can get that meeting. Yeah, if I can get the meeting, I'm fine. But like, it's getting the meeting. It's just, yeah, because I'm, I'm more, I, can, I can't portray, I'm not a writer in that way. Like, I can't portray my excitement or passion in words. Um, English was always um, I my least favourite subject. <laughs> so I'm just not a wordy person at all. <laughs> I liked math. It's so funny that, like, I study English and I'm still, like, the worst at it. Like, emails, all of that kind of stuff. I'm like, we could just chat this out really quick. Yeah. But I'm, or I'm, like, really direct. And I'm like, I feel like some people are put off by that because I'm just like, this is what I want. Blah, blah, blah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but I... See, I got in trouble for that once in a job, like, years ago. Because I, I was an assistant for years at a talent agency. You don't care. You don't need the small talk. <laughs> the, like, mm-hmm. the niceties. You just want the... You're just like, what do you want? And so... And she said I was too blunt, that boss. <laughs> I was like, look, I'm just trying to get it done. <laughs> but now I work for I would myself, say, like, fine. out of all the jobs I've had in customer service and all that kind of stuff, like, working at loudspeakers and, like, for Chris Morrow and the time that, you know, I've been there, mm. it's kind of been helpful to, like, me come out of my shell because I used to always get... You put down, like, when I had an attitude or, like, push back. Yeah. So, like, it's great to have a job where I push back or I do things and, like, it yeah. just is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, you know, 
like there's nothing else to it. And I was like, some people like on the internet or think things happen and like, you know, I'll say something. They're like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, if you knew how I talk to people that pay me, yeah. you would know like, this is a great thing right here. Like <laughs> people are looking at this and saying that is growth. She is doing good. I'm proud of her. <laughs> That's the thing. I just think, like, you shouldn't try and... I've never... Like, don't try and change yourself. Like, if you're a direct person, you're a direct person, the the right job or the right situ- working situation will come up where it fits perfectly. Because I've not fitted in, in places where, you know, they can't cope with me. And that's fine. Now I work for myself and I'm having living my best life. So it's, it's all right. <laughs> I feel like this job has prepared me for something even bigger, like working remotely for like a big company that are like a big, like something that we're like being short and direct will be great because it's like, we're working on big things. Nobody has like time for a letter email. Give me what I need. I'll give you what you need. Well, I think the remote (laughs) thing is, I think that's the next thing. Well, not the next thing. It's obviously a thing, but like, I think that shouldn't, I think that's going to be a lot bigger and I'm hoping to do that more because yeah, I just, I don't necessarily need to work in London. I don't, I don't necessarily need to be in London to work, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because I just, I think I there's know. a lot of opportunities in the world globally and the internet makes everything so easy that you don't need to physically be there. It's a connector. Yeah. If you're, if you're using it right. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's going to be a thing. I'm going to embrace that more next year um yeah and see what I don't know what my plans are for next year yet but I know I'm going to try and do more connections and do more things remotely um with people around the world yes okay well thank you for coming on my podcast for taking time thanks for listening to podcast and color the podcast this is the new post day which will be on Saturdays and I'll see you all in two weeks